Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insight into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. And I'm Brittany Lemaire. We are looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Be intentional. Stay curious. And inspire others. You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us. Hashtag WNRG Podcast Series. Welcome to part two of our interview with Irene Justiniano. So Humana has two different um, locations where they have their own like market point taxonomy. It's like their own definition for market point terms. And then there was a Hemopedia at one point. So we had mentioned um, blue chip. Uh, could you give us a, a brief definition of what the blue chip is and what Humana's North Star is? Because having this defined jargon and colloquial phrasing, it's not just business speak. It, it's truly a part of our culture, just like our values are. So, so for blue chips, the, the definition of blue chips is, um, is it's just focusing on the things. So it's the we talk about the Pareto's rule, the eighty twenty rule. If everybody's familiar with that, um, and so you know, lots of times we spend eighty percent of our time or even more on either things that yield a little bit of results. Or, you know, it's, it's just when you do the math, it just doesn't really add up. And so really it's about then switching our mindset to saying instead of doing more, 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 right? And we heard that too earlier in the year with the fewer, bigger, better. Mm-hmm. That was last year. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong yeah. <laughs> on my time, on my chronology. We're still continuing with that. Thing, okay. So, so it still works. <laughs> so it's still, you know, it, it is about um, really taking a step back and, and evaluating where we're spending our time, what that looks like, um, and, you know, are we spending it in the right places and and you know that even goes back to also our interactions you know with 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 associates as well I mean you talk to HR they'll say that leaders spend the most of their time with their associates who they're coaching for improvement and sometimes we can neglect those who are star performers because we think they don't need they don't need me and that's where I love the from the culture revolution work talking about the um, appreciation and, and sharing it's about the strategic focuses <laughs> yeah there you go they've got things that we have to focus on yeah and which is what they talk you know in the um in the perfect experience summit they they if you remember for every time somebody came up and presented they were presenting on a pillar it was let's talk about the blue chips for this pillar and let's talk about the blue chips so yes tara that was perfect so it's the strategic areas of focus yes awesome so what are some of the works that you are most proud of it sounds like culture evolution is something that um right now is 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 hot Mm -hmm. out there but just over the years, is there one or two pieces that, that you can say, gosh, I'm so glad that evolved into something bigger and better? Yeah. Well, f- so can, can I can I take that into our organization back Absolutely. to provider process and services? And because sure. I'm very proud of the work we've of we've accomplished there and I say we because it's it's been not not just my work not just my team's work but honestly the work of every leader mm-hmm. and every associate in the organization um, and and just on a side note I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit but because 
I think it's important to note that when it comes to culture, everybody, it's everybody's job. Culture is everybody's responsibility. And so, you know, we can't delegate culture. You can't outsource culture. So really, the, I think the, the best places to work are, are the places where everybody believes in, you know, in, 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 in these common things. And again, with culture, that everybody believes that their well-being is important, that that finding meaning in their and, and purpose in their in their work is important and that building relationships. It's I can go on and on. But so so for me, I believe I'm, I'm proud of what um, our entire organization and every single person in the organization has accomplished and um, in, in two specific areas. So we've accomplished a lot in different areas. And, you know, we've 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 had a lot of financial gains for the for the company. But I'm going to talk about the areas where we've uh, impacted our associates directly. So one of them is is in our well-being results. Because when I joined the organization, I remember the snapshot score being like 55%. And this was um, when we got those results in 2012, it was at 55%. Well, today we stand at 78%. (laughs) So I get really excited about that. Um, And the other one is around engagement. the Provider Process and Services Organization, uh, 2011, somewhere around there, um, even earlier, was in the 50th or even below in the 50th uh, percentile. And we are currently in the 96th percentile. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I, I and John Schreiber, when you hear this, you did say this, and I'm quoting you. <laughs> he, he said that uh, we are in what connects the likes to call ridiculous engagement because there's world-class engagement and then there's just ridiculous and <laughs> and and so that's where um, where we have made uh, you know a lot of strides in in, in bringing up the, those scores and um, in a, and it's been a lot of intentional work and like I'll go back to what I said earlier it's been because we have a culture strategy it, we're not just seeing what what sticks this month or this year. We we look at what is what are our goals as an organization. What is, what are Humana's goals, and and you know where are we also? So it's not just setting these lofty goals, but it's also again finding the gap and and seeing how we can how we can bridge that gap. So I'm very proud of our well being journey and our engagement as well. Awesome. I would would you talk a little bit about how culture relates to um, successful strategy execution. So you touched on it earlier, but I think there's a piece there that we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day tasks that need to be completed. Um, even like blue chip-esque, if you will. Like Terminology. Get, yeah, we gotta get this done. I mean, so why is culture so important to making sure that, that gets we get to where we need to be as a company? So so that's a good question, Taryn. And, and I'm I'm not the expert in all, you know in all things culture. I can tell you what I think and, and what I believe and how I feel, um, and and so I'm going to go back to yes, while you're thinking. Uh, yeah. The issue is is that there's there are leaders who are so frustrated sometimes by the culture piece and the well-being piece, mm-hmm. and so I just want to touch on the fact. I remember that, what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. No. Continue well, on the just, fact that just the fact that it's a necessary component to success. Okay. Right? Gotcha. You know, like it has to it be connects. there. Yeah. We all have to be buying into the same culture yeah. vision in order to get the strategy. The shared vision has to be there or else no one's going to support that. There's okay. not going to be any solid foundation. It's just like 
corporate social responsibility. Your, your employees are buying in. You have that shared vision. You are going to immediately have that foundation of people to go go forth and, and have done. yeah get that work done, have, share their brand, share how proud they are because mm-hmm. personally as an associate, I'm so proud of you know what we do and the, the impact that we make in in associates' lives and then also in the communities that, that we're in. Thank you, guys. That that helps. That brings me back to where I was going. And another question. Am I talking too much? No. no. Okay. We're, we're here. here to, we're okay. here to listen to <laughs> you. <calling>. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to make sure. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So going back to uh, back to the culture. So the reason culture is so important, and, and, and I think it's, I mean, here at Humana, when we say culture, the, we immediately assume positive things, right? So when culture comes to your minds. Well-being. Yeah. yeah. You think well-being. You think positive, you know, positive, you know, my wellness is taken care of. Um, you know, I'm Maybe. satisfied. I yeah. feel included. You yes. Know, I, I can speak I up and that's good. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's very telling of how far we've come in this company when the word culture is automatically, uh, yes, tied to positive feelings and positive thoughts. And that's not the case everywhere because culture is values, right? The definitions, you, you can look at it as it's the values, it's how we interact with one another, it's um, uh, what we believe, what we... Artifacts and ideology. Exactly. And jargon and... Exactly. So can some of those things be po- negative? Yes. They can. <laughs> so 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 here's where, yeah, no, I, I don't want to confuse anybody. Here's where I'm going with that. While at Humana, culture is associated to positivity and and all things that are good the reality is that culture on its own is neither good nor bad it's it's just it's what what emerges so if you do nothing at all in a company if you do nothing at all on a team a culture will still emerge so really what we're trying to work on is what kind of culture steering steering yes steering the culture to where we want it to be so if we want this to be a company where people come into work to your point Brittany and you're like I you know I'm I am so proud of Humana and the purpose that you know that the mission that we serve and, and our goals and I think they're noble et cetera et cetera you know the company has put work in to get us to, to, to your point, Tara, to steer the associates in, into that mindset. So the culture work is so important because at the end of the day, all of us who work here are people. We're human beings. And so we bring into work our values, our perceptions, our ideologies, um, our personalities, our different behavioral styles. And so what we're trying to do with this work is really just help put some focus on what are what do we need to do to shape the culture to get it to to where people do come in and are proud of the company and and would recommend right Humana's products and services and where they understand the vision and the future and they're excited about the future of the company um so it's important and you know and if if you're a people leader it's as much your job to to make sure that folks understand that as it is to make sure they, you know, complete those claims or take those calls and, you know, manage their average handle time or process, you know, or send those bills up, print ID cards, whatever the job and function is, um, making sure that 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 they understand what they're doing and they connect it back to the company's mm-hmm. mission and goal right. is just as important. So work, I work in healthcare services for Human at Home and the biggest um, challenge is making sure that our associates are feeling 
um, connection to their work, connection to their work, that they're in a good headspace, that they're taking care of themselves, that yes. they, they feel included, they have a voice, because the better you feel as an associate, the better a job you're going to do with our members. You know, the healthier you are in, in your lifestyle, the more you can support healthiness with our members. So as a leader, I think it's imperative that we mm -hmm. keep this culture piece at the forefront of what we do because it directly can impact the relationship with the member. And that, that's just huge to me. So I, I just, that they go hand in hand. Right, like I was just gonna add in there for all of those that are not about the warm, fuzzy Care Bear stare. Um, <laughs> I, I know that uh, different people like different things, but that what Tara said, that's exactly it, is happier people are more productive. Like that is just scientific. That's like there's so much data to back that up. Preach it, Brittany. And so the happier your people are, and I mean, preach the it, more the more work they're gonna do, the better the outcomes are gonna be. Why would you want to create? You know, why would you not want to exceed your goal? Why? Why would you want to do anything to inhibit that? So, just going through, just and fully having your leaders top down model these great behaviors creating these awesome environments it is gonna in essence truly affect the bottom line we're gonna have a better nps score like i said I, the people that don't enjoy the warm fuzzy <laughs> there's a reason the warm well, fuzzy exists and this is a plug for well-being champions because that's i really think a great role that the well-being champion has is you know to the busy leader who really has a lot on their plate in terms of priority use your well-being champions to help execute yes. some of this well-being culture and strategy that's what they're there for mm -hmm. that's what they're excited and inspired to do so um just plug in there yes the environment that's in every organization the culture environment i mean this doesn't just start at the desk it also starts from when they wake up in the morning i mean mm -hmm. uh, it just um the work-life balance yep. home life balance with work um there's a lot to be said so they come to work with home, on the home things going, home events going on, whatever that looks like, whatever that means. Um, so, how do you balance work? How do you how do you balance that? And 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 also, um, second part of the question: How do you encourage the associates? So, for me, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna poke a little hole in the term work-life balance. Because when I think about balance, right, I think about a scale. And when I think about, and I'm thinking, I'm a Libra. So I'm thinking about, right, the, what, what do they balance. call that? Scales. Oh, it has a name. It's what our WNRG <laughs> that, um, Exactly, logo the logo. Kind of well, they are scales. So those scales, yeah. right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm thinking about like, in, you know, Anyway, um, back in the day with the fryer tongue, yes, fryer where you had the plates, you have the lady, and, and she has the plates, the and scales you, of justice. there you go. Thank yes. you, scales. Brittany. The scales oh, of scales. justice, you see. Scales. Um, and I love being on a podcast because I'm making signs with my hands. You guys can't I do that see this, all but the time. don't worry, you're in good company. <laughs> so, but thank you. So, the scales of justice, and I think, right, the more you put on one side, the other side, like you know, it gets heavier, and the other side comes up. And so, you know, you either have to have equal amounts or nothing in order for them to be balanced and so I think it's a myth that we can have work-life balance I think that we can have it what we can have is harmony work-life harmony um, and you know the definition of harmony is to be in agreement with or um, uh, is it Concord Concord um, there's Altor that's that no, she's or, saying like oh like um, 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. You, right. Well, so the, the so the definition, one of the simpler definitions of harmony, if we're not thinking musical, but it's just to be in agreement with, right? And so for me, to answer your question, Carmen, for me, that work-life harmony comes in me accepting that when I'm at work, I'm at work. And so um, I'm going to be focused. I'm going to take the time that I'm at work and I am going to, you know, be as productive as I possibly can be. I have my to-do list. I'm following my planner, you know, and I'm getting done what I have to get done and being fully present at work so that then when I go home, I can be fully present at home. So the harmony to me comes into where I'm in agreement with myself. Okay, I'm at work. Let me focus. Let me do all the things I need to do to be productive at work. And then again, when I go home to do that. Now, granted, depending on the the roles that we have and the season of our life, maybe you get home and you still have to log on and do a couple of emails because, you know, things happen. Or maybe you have to do some other things that, you know, infringe a little bit on your, uh, you know, on your personal life. But I find that when I've talked to myself and said, okay, today this is what's going to be going on. And today, you know, you're going to have a longer day or, you know, today you will have to, so that you don't stay in the office too late. You will have to, you know, do some stuff at home. And, and I've just told myself that's okay. So, so for me, what I do is I, I, again, I, 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 try to follow my planner so that I can list out my blue chips for the day and list out what's important for me to get done and who do I need to talk to and what emails do I need to respond to and what presentations do I need to work on and what meetings do I need to attend versus delegate, right? Because delegation is key if you're going to survive as a leader. Um, what can I delegate to, to, you know, so that I can accomplish these things and then, to, you know, to allow myself again, not be guilty when, when, when I go home and I disconnect and I don't check my emails. I actually, you know, I'm very proud of myself, actually. I'm going to give my own. I'm going to give myself kudos. Um, I had gotten into a really bad habit of checking my emails nonstop, just because I could, just because it was on my phone, and. I realized I was doing that. It was brought to my attention by a family member. Mm. And, and you know, and, and then I, it just dawned on me. I was like, why am I doing that? I, nobody's, you know, I, I'm not that important. I don't have, That's I don't being have to in be the checking. Present. That's my line. I'm always like, I'm not Bruce Bessard and I'm not a surgeon. Exactly. So, Whose life am I saving? Exactly. That's being and, in the present at home. Exactly. Yes. Good. Good point. And and so I am proud to announce that I have. I am reformed. I am not a you know um, BlackBerry addict anymore. And I do. I, I I don't check my emails other than you know to maybe if I forgot what would what do I have on my calendar, which is another practice I've gotten into is at the end of the day I'm separating time to um, look at my calendar for the next day and put that down in my planner so that when I come in the next say I'm just looking you know I have it on paper we, we've gone so digital but you know what let's not forget the old school good old-fashioned paper yes pen to paper nothing feels so good as to just check something off and be done with it <laughs> yes yeah so so that's what I do I mean you know for me work-life harmony and and I've you know I just do things for self-care for myself um, taking care of my own health at home. I used to be able to go to the gym here at work, but now I can't. So I just wake up earlier and just get my day started earlier. Not always fun, but very necessary for my well-being. So and, 
what are some ways you you stay fit? What are some of those activities that you enjoy? All right. So so um, I actually enjoy weight training. So um, and actually, I just started eighty day obsession. Oh, I love <laughs> you. I got forty three days. Do you? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you need to start, Tara. You, we need to. We need to. I'll be your accountability it's partner. Awesome. I'm on day eight only, so I'm at the very very okay. beginning, and um, and I love it. Um, and before that, I was in another program, but it was just strictly weight training, and it was a lot of heavy lifting. Um, so so to answer your question, Brittany, Brittany, I like everything. Honestly, I I I got Zumba certified because I love Zumba and dancing. I was like, I'm gonna teach my own Zumba classes. Yeah. So I did that, and then and you I've know, I've seen her dance. Just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so no, so I, I do work out because I think it's important. Not, not. I, it's important for me just because it helps. It helps me with my energy. It helps me with joint pains and back pains. The the less I do, the worse I feel. So I have actually found that the more I do, the better I feel. Awesome. And um, is there a resource or a spot online where associates can get a little more information or how to get more involved with our culture at Humana? Ooh. That's a misnomer question. (laughs) It's not on the list. (laughs) It's not. I I would like to send them somewhere to help support. So what specifically around culture? I'm just thinking, like, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a Go site. Like, Go. Yeah. um, I mean, there's our Go values. So Go values. So there's not a site for the culture evolution necessarily, um, it is, but you know, so yeah, because our culture is a combination of, yeah, right, the so well-being, the perfect yeah. experience, um, associate engagement, and our values. You would honestly have to go to like all these separate sites, but yeah. you know what? That is a good, there, there you go. That is a good um, idea to throw out there for the powers listening who can make it happen. And that is what uh, we <laughs> and, tried to do with our WNRG website, and there's yeah. so many things out there so we you know classified it under under our pillars and moved on from there at least that's what i tried to do if there (laughs) does need to be improvements holler at me let me know um and is there a place online where people can see who their well-being champion is in their area oh that is another good question i know there is i just didn't know if somebody knew um well there is i have that there you uh, go yes absolutely we'll include that that in the show notes if you want to get in touch with your well-being champ in your Mm -hmm. area and if there's not one you can definitely sign up to be one (laughs) and help support the culture at humana Yes, you and talk- they can talk to their go the the well being council member. Each area has a council member. The council member knows who their champions are. Yeah, there you go. Connecting yeah. all, and there it's an go. opportunity for networking people uh, the, in different areas of the business that you didn't know. How cool is that? And yes. you talked about work life harmony, mm-hmm. and I happen to know that your original home is Puerto Rico. Yes. So, how often do you get to visit your family in Puerto Rico? Um, yes, I'm from Puerto Rico. Love, love, love home. Um, I go back home at least once every year. Um, previously, we got to go a little bit more frequently, but we've gotten so busy. Um, but at least we do go once a year. We haven't been this year, though. Hopefully, I don't There's know, Christmas time. <laughs> the best time of the year to go, anyway, is during you know the Christmas and Thanksgiving Day holiday seasons. And are you also bilingual? I am, yes. Fully fluent in English and Spanish. How do you feel that that's made you a, a better leader? So, um, I don't know, hopefully my team would be in agreement with this, but <laughs> I think that being bilingual has helped me think quicker 
and also be empathetic. And the reason I say be empathetic is because I didn't always speak Spanish. I was born in New York and moved to Puerto Rico at the age of eight and didn't speak any Spanish whatsoever. Moved in the summertime and my dad said, you have, we moved in the middle of May. He said, you have till school starts in August to learn Spanish. So I remember just, you know, that whole summer focusing on, I got to learn Spanish, I got to learn Spanish, and walking around talking to people who looked at me like I was crazy because they didn't understand what this little girl was saying. Uh, and and so it, I just learned a lot from being in a situation where I knew that, you know, people people just, I, I, I wasn't able to communicate. And um, and they were looking at me like like something was wrong with me. And so I, I think that that helped me develop a sense of empathy for others because, you know, people have stuff going on that you don't know about. And um, and I, I always try to keep that in mind when somebody, you know, does something or says something that I'm like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? I try to think about, well, what might they be going through? What 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 about them do I not know? Okay. And so, um, so I think it has helped me be... Um, be quicker in thinking, and, and and that actually is one of the benefits. You know, psychological studies do show that amongst among the benefits of being bilingual, one of them is being able to be more perceptive. Um, it's also being able to uh, problem solve, or not problem solve, make decisions quickly. And I know I am a quick decision maker. Um, so there are a lot of other ones. Um, um, your memory improves. I don't know. Lately, I, I have poor memory, but it may be age. <laughs> but um, so I, I, I do definitely think that perception and, and quick decision making are things that have helped me, I think, make me a, a better leader than I was maybe before, you know, as I continue to grow and develop. And is there anything that you wanted us to kind of talk through before we were getting to the end of the hour? Is there anything you were like, oh, I wanted to mention... Yeah, is there anything about Unidos? Because I know you're involved with Unidos. So, yes. I mean, we should have a full-blown episode. In support. <laughs> but I, I wanted to make sure if you had anything you wanted point. to share you know about what? Unidos. That would be all. You know what? Yes, 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 yes. Because actually we we just launched, and so thank you for asking, we just launched um, a... Um, and a communication where we're trying to get volunteers for our language, our Spanish language circles. So one thing that you don't know about me is that I am the, one of the co-leads for the Unidos Workplace Committee. And last year, in partnership with my uh, two other co-leads, um, I designed the, um, well, together we designed this. You guys did that? Spanish language wow. circles. Yes. Yes. It filled up so quick. It, I, I couldn't no. even get in. And it was, it, That's awesome. it's awesome. We it's had so a wait list of over 400 people yeah. and I know people are like when is that and we've gotten so much you know like when are you doing this again the problem was that we realized that we needed a lot more resources than we had so with having a full-time job and doing the, the that exactly <laughs> it was it was just too much so we we finished the pilot and, and we were unable to to roll out another because we want to do it the right way so mm -hmm. we want to um, certify people so so this year my commitment to unidos and and our energy was that I would lift up a uh, train the trainer certification process um, for this program so that we could go ahead and certify more people so we sent out, um, a, you know, kind of like a, hey, can, who wants to volunteer? And we have about 50 people who raise their hand 
Oh, I, not me. But I <laughs> Are you going to teach She's raising her yes. hand. Brittany's no, raising her hand in the studio. So I don't forget one. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I have like basic level French minor, so I have zero help. Um, have you reached out to MarketPoint? Because we do have agents that have to certify Ooh. every year in language training. Nice. And I know three of my agents back home that, are, that speak um, Spanish. Okay. And one speaks Vietnamese. And, Very um, cool. So I don't know if during AEP completely, you know, can't do. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that would be an opportunity to, you know, tap people that already have this existing knowledge so you're not mm-hmm. having to reinvent the wheel or find these people. And I will say that MarketPoint, since they're primarily work at home, I feel that this would be an amazing opportunity to get them more involved. I love that idea. I love it. Love it. Engaging our work at home population. Yeah, because the beauty of this is that the language circles are all virtual. So you could be anywhere and be in a classroom, you know, in a virtual classroom with a facilitator anywhere, you know, in the U.S., including Puerto Rico, um, and you be anywhere also. So, yeah, so so that that is work. So, yes, if you speak Spanish um, and, and would be interested in getting certified to teach these language circles, please, you know, reach out to me, ihustiniano at humana.com. I know it's dangerous to do this. <laughs> My email may blow up. but say, um, There was a high article. Was there, there a way was. that they can um, opt in on that yes. and not blow up your email? Yes. And we'll there's a link. We yeah. will provide the link yes. in our show notes. So. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So don't email me. No. <laughs> but um, what we're going to do is do that the the program so that then we can roll out. So the idea is by you know the, the by the time the year wraps up, we will have launched as many circles as we have facilitators, so that we will get to that uh, wait list. So. I think from an UNIDA standpoint, that's the one thing I would say. Yes, if you speak Spanish and would like to, um, you know, facilitate, all, all I ask you to commit to is just joining an expectations meeting that I'm setting up for July 30th, and I will tell you guys all about what what expectations we have of becoming certified and teaching our commitments and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. And talk about shadowing. There. Mm-hmm. There's so many certifications that you have, and you've led so many programs. You've done so much for Humana and the culture work. People tap at your door all the time. They want to uh, learn from you. They want to be led by you. They want to use you for the certifications you have. I don't want to say use you, but but to, to borrow your, your knowledge. And uh, you've done so much that I know we haven't even tapped on um so i don't know how you find the time to do all of that and it it is amazing what you've accomplished here the score that you've changed for pps is off the charts um so but how you know with so i want to parallel this kind of with the bold goal um and what you you know what does with all the work you do and all that it means, I think it escalates to the bold goal and what we have to accomplish to make the community we serve and our associates 20% healthier by 2020. So uh, what does the bold goal mean to you? Well, first, Carmen, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. And I just want to clarify, I can get done what I get done because I do have an amazing team. And I don't say that, you know, I don't say it lightly. I have a very talented team of people who not only know what they're doing, but you guys are passionate about it, too. So that that translates into the work when when you really believe in the work that you're doing. Um, So but what the bold goal means to me, to me, 
so, you know, making the communities we serve 20% healthier by 2020, to me, speaks of being proactive. It, 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 and, it, and it also makes me think about it being personal. And, and to me, what, what is important to me, and it's why I love the culture work, is because human beings matter. And so whether, you know, whether you're, you work at Humana paying claims or taking calls or, um, you know, in the mail room or whatever you do, leading the team, whatever, fill in the blank with your job, um, everybody here is important. And, and what your skills and your strengths and what you bring to the table are important and they're relevant. And, and, and I think, you know, I think about, um, you know, corporate social responsibility. So we do need to, we have at our disposal resources and information and data that that we can be using to help our people be healthier, not just our associates, but help our members, you know, be healthier. And, and, and doing that not just because it's cost effective, right? Yes, yes, we'll save on 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 costs the healthier people are, but just because it's the the right thing to do as human beings, just out of kindness and compassion with positive leadership, we talk about this idea of compassion, this idea of of, of forgiveness. And um, you know, unfortunately the world out there is really hard now and people's hearts have gotten hardened. And so to me, when I think about the bold goal, it's inspiring to me because it's saying, Hey, we care. We care and we care about you as people, not as a number, not as a name on an ID card or a name on an on an address on this billing envelope, but you're a person and you have health concerns that are impacting your life and your well-being and you're being able to be here now with the people you love and we're going to help you with that. And so I I'm especially inspired by it because it tells me people matter and in my life people matter. Amen. I love that my heart. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Well, this awesome. Did you all have any other questions? And now I was like, just anytime we have to put in our AIN number, I'm pretty sure that's like the only like part of Humana that's like, hey, this is your number. They always <laughs> ask me for my name and my email, so that's I guess kind of a, an odd but notable thing that I I do have my number because hello, you got to keep track of me somehow. <laughs> But then, like, I'm still always asked for my name in any survey or anything. So that's a good yeah. point. I thought is about a very that. Good point. More mm. fuzzy. Something for the we day. we have to keep in our yeah. back pocket for sure. Yeah. Uh, is there anything we missed? No, yeah. you tell me. Did I did I deliver oh. on everything you needed? Yes. Isn't she awesome? <laughs> Thank you guys. This was so much. And that's it for this episode. You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us hashtag WNRG Podcast Series. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.